Hey, good people, this is your N.I. Dom back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey, collision. Collision is my starting point. And I could say collision squared or collision to the third power. There's some some uh, backstory that I, I want to share with you as to the naming of my starting point don't know where I'm going to end but when I think about hitting this the record button lately I've been trying to say okay what's my starting place and there's a backstory to how I'm going I've been wrestling with naming the starting place between collision squared collision to the third power and so I just said dang it let's just say collision how about that collision so it's been a while, it's been two weeks since I have um, been in front of you or been with you. And uh, prior to that, it's been a month um, because I was on my vacation for January from the project. And then I came back in the beginning of February and I shared that I have, my family is going through, um, we've received some bad news about a family member and um, and so I've been dealing with that. And so um, there's a lot and there's a lot internally. There's a lot externally that I've been wrestling with. And it was not my intention to be away from you for two weeks. I have just been struggling with knowing what the hell it is that I'm feeling. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? What do I want to say? What don't I want to say? And so I kind of still feel that way, but I, I appreciate you all who, who, um, those of you who are faithful, even those of you who are not faithful, I appreciate, appreciate all of you. And, you know, I feel like I'm building a relationship with you, even though I don't know who you are. I feel like there's still a relationship and, um, and I'm making myself come to you and I'm calling the starting point collision. But I don't really know what's gonna, there, I don't know what's gonna come out of this reflection. Part of the collision that I'm gonna reference is the collision around this family news. That's life or death. Somebody just got diagnosed with an, a very aggressive illness. Um, very, it's just horrible. And, um, that's just horrible. <laughs> and I'm close to this person. So it implicates me in a way that's very confusing because I also come from intergenerational trauma and as does this person and how we live out that intergenerational trauma is just very unique to us individually and in our relationship. And it's just confusing. I don't even know what to say. I really don't. So there's that. Um, there's also a, coll uh, a collision at, at work and that continues to happen. And I have some thoughts about why does that continue to happen, but I'm not going to get into that now. So you think about the collision with this family stuff and the collision at work. And then I'm thinking about collision as how they come together. How do these two collisions like, collide? That's where you get the collision squared. And I think there's a another possible collision that's going on with me as an individual. That's a byproduct of that. 
but also it's complicated. So I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had a stronger start for you all. I just don't. Okay. So just bear with me in this one. All right. I'm, I'm here because I, I feel obligated to be in front of you. Whereas I probably would have just taken some more time to be quiet. Okay. But here we are. No, I'm not doing this begrudgingly. You owe it. I owe it to you. All right. Well, let's go. If you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two theories that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Pushing those two systems together, I identify as an INTJ8. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years. Half of that time has been in leadership. There are other disclaimers. I'm going to pass those. Um, this project is unedited and it's unscripted. If you want to know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to get to that. Under five minutes. So those of you who are with me, you do exactly what I was doing, right? Those of you who are new, like, what the hell? What was that? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. I did it though. I did it. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's start. All right. Hold on a second. I think I'm going to start with work, the collision at work, um, just because the collision with the family stuff is so big. I cannot see me not falling into multiple rabbit holes. So I think that's where I'm going to start. We'll see what happens, though. Um, I also want to say that as I've been processing these collisions, if you will, um, I've gone to you, you know, gone into the internet to just take in content. And so, um, if you go to my Twitter account, you will see a lot of articles shared over the last, a lot of content shared over the past week or so. Um, and that's all of the content I've taken in. Um, and so a lot of times I'm in a storm and I can't make sense of my inner world. I just start reading and just learning. And I just, I've, I've, I find that to be soothing for my dominant function to just start taking in more information, just maybe because of the data from my sensor, from the tail, like NI is connected to SE. Um, and maybe the data coming from the SE is just so problematic. Um, um, the FI at least feels that's problematic. So the TI is like, we're just going to give some other information. I don't like this theory, what I'm pulling together. I don't like it. But anyway, anyway, I have so much, I have so much to say and then I don't know what I would say. Y'all, I'm going to get in the pocket. I'm going to just hang in here, hang in here with me. I'm going to get into a pocket. All right. So let me tell you. Oh, so two of the content that I want to tell you, two pieces of content I want to tell you about. One is about, um, introverted eightness, um, would start, it, it started this way. I found myself questioning myself as an eight and not fully questioning myself as an eight, but going, wait a minute, you've got some type one care behaviors happening right now. What is that about? Let me rewind. So let me, um, Talk about my family because I think that my, I'm just going to start with my family. So, um, with this diagnosis that this very close family member, um, has, and I call, I'm calling that person type A, I'm vacillating back and forth 
on t revealing who that person is. More than likely, I'm going to have to reveal it just because of the the nature of the relationship is significant to this season. Like it is just a very unique relationship. Um, so more than likely, I'm going to share it. But until I'm until it's, it's necessary, I'm going to say type A, type A, person A, person A. So person A um, has had several, uh, we've been to the doctor or hospital several times over the past two weeks. And, um, and each time we go, we're surrounded by other family members. And so I'm watching myself there. I'm watching how I'm both excited and comforted by being around other family members. And I know that person A needs those people there. That's why she invited them there. So I'm, I'm like, if, if she needs that, then I'm 100% on board. I'm completely supportive of that. And not, but, but, and I'm watching how these, these people, this extended, um, circle is having an impact on me individually and having an impact on the way I am showing up. As, a, as I desire to show up and how I show up as I'm expected to show up. You, you hear the, the just the layers there? That that extendedness of the family is impacting. It, they're there because she needs them there and that's great. And I'm excited about that. I support it. And I'm watching how she's comforted because this extended family is with her. That feels good for me. And I'm watching how this extended family being there is impacting me on an individual basis. Individually. And that individuality is, excuse me, that individual impact is, needs to be understood as in how is it impacting me the way I'd like to show up versus how is it impacting me based on what I'm expected to do or how I'm expected to show up? Those aren't the same. How I want to show up and how I'm expected to show up, they're not the same. There, there's an overlap. And here's the irony of it. There's an overlap in terms of how I want to show up in this space and how, I, how I'm expected to show up in this space. And with these extended people, I'm not able to do either. I'm not able to show up the way I want to. And I'm not able to show up as I'm expected to do it. And so that has had me thinking about my introversion. And there's been some conflict. This is family, y'all. We're talking about having family around in a space of crises. So you already know that trauma, people who've come from trauma, how they handle crisis is different. Now, if we all come from the same intergenerational trauma, we're all going to be triggered. Now, we all have different relationships to wellness and our, and our understanding of that trauma and how we even accept and own that trauma. But it's this, you know, theoretically where I come from, it's all the same. We all come from intergenerational trauma. It impacts us. Now we're in crisis. We're all in crisis. 
as we are related to this person and we are responding to this person. And some of that is conflict. And so I'm watching myself experience this conflict in a way that feels antithetical to who I really am. And I'm questioning myself, like, if you were really a type 8, there's no way in hell as a type 8 you would have absorbed that. What is that? Why did you just let that person do X? Why did you just let that person say Y? You're supposed to be a type 8 and you allowed that. That's an internal chest. I'm chastising myself. I'm chastising myself. I'm concerned by it. You guys, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cry in this reflection. So just if you ain't here for crying, you just don't even need to be stick. Don't stick around. <laughs> I can just feel it bubbling up right now. So that's how I got to questioning the eight part of me. Because I've resolved the eight. I've resolved that I look different as an eight because I'm an INTJ and all of that. So when I started questioning that eight again, I was like, what the hell? What the hell is going on? All right. So earlier this week, I'm recording today. Today is a Saturday, by the way. And earlier this week, I was like, I don't know if it was this week or last week. I don't know, y'all. But um, I started looking up. I was just looking up the difference between an eight and a one. Because how I was responding made me question, are you showing up as a one? Is that thing you're doing one? Is that a one behavior? So I found this lady who gave a, I'm going to round it up to seven, a seven minute clip about knowing the difference between type eight and type one. Really, really good. And this morning I did a response to her. So I'm currently waiting for that reflection to upload. Uh, there's, there's some things I have to do to, um, to take an audio reflection and make it a video. Cause YouTube, as far as I know, YouTube doesn't just allow you to upload an audio. You have to, uh, what's the word? Not translate. Oh, what's the word? I can't think of the word right now. Not translate. Transfer. It, whatever the word is, you have to move it from an audio to, and convert it. There's the word. I'm like, what's the word? You have to convert that audio into an, a video. So in order for me to convert it from audio to video, I have to upload it in one space to put it in another space. Anyway, it's a process. You don't need to hear all of that. So part, the first part of the uploading is happening right now. So, so I did a reflection on her. That seven minute content differentiating the one and the, and the eight. And that's good. So there are five ways that one and eights look different. And then that, and then she also talks about how they look the same. And those five ways are about, um, it's, uh, let's see if I can tell you all five of those ways. Um, I'm see if I have some notes with me. Um, uh, how they deal with anger. How they deal with time, how they deal with details, how they deal, oh, I know they have, okay, let me start over. How they deal with anger, how they deal with being right, how they deal with details, how they deal with control, and how they deal with time. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So I did a reflection to her. So go to YouTube. Um, I've started the process. I'd love to say it'll be up this weekend, 
it's my desire to get it to you this weekend, but it'll, it'll be up when it's up. I hate to be flippant about it. I really do, but I don't want to make any promises that I know I cannot keep. A lot of times I make promises I don't keep them, but I'm trying to keep them. But today I'm telling you, I don't know if I have the energy to keep this promise. I would like it to be up this weekend. So if you're listening to this in the future, then go and check it out. But if you're listening to this this weekend, be be patient with me, okay? Thank you. But yeah, it's a good. It's, yeah, and I, a lot of times when I listen to YouTube content, I'm gonna challenge it or I'm gonna offer an alternate perspective. I don't really do that with this reflection. I'm like, yep, yep. I offer some variants. I I have some questions, but I think it's good. I think her content is good. And I think my response to it is good. So, um, I have already tweeted her content out. Now that is already tweeted out. So go check it out. But m- my response to it, I'm going to take a little time to get that uh, converted and uploaded and all that. So that's one thing I was interested in. Like, why are you showing up like that? Why did you just let that person say that thing to you? What is going on? And so after I listened to this lady's content about differing, um, differentiating an eight to a one. A few days after that, I started just thinking about, let's just talk about, can an eight, a type eight be introverted, which they can be. But how does an eight show up differently when they're introverted versus when they're extroverted? Can we talk about that? A lot of times, People associate that extroversion and introversion with the wing. So in the Enneagram, some people look at the Enneagram and they look at the wings, the number, and then the number on the right of the number, and then the number on the left of the numbers, those are called wings. So as an eight, to the right of me is a nine, and to the left of me is a seven. Most times I identify as an eight. When I say, when I do wings, I don't often talk about wings, but when I do, I often say a seven. And in the reflection that I did, I did two uh, YouTube reflections that are being uploaded. I'll tell you about the second one in a minute. But in the the second one, I responded to this because this guy talks about flapping his wings, how he moves between, he's an eight and he goes between the, the nine and a seven. I was like, that's good. Because when I've tested as an eight, I don't know why I don't, I don't recall this often, but sometimes I type as an eight seven and sometimes I type as an eight nine. I never have said that. I don't think I've ever told you guys that I've typed as an eight nine, eight wing nine. I've told you about typing as an eight wing seven. I think that that nine is often connected to an is associated with the introverted eight and the seven is connected to the extroverted eight. And for me, it's context because I'm more extroverted in different contexts. Uh, it's just interesting. I don't usually do wings. I do more subtypes, the subtypes based on these instincts, sexual self-preservation and social. But there are different ways of looking at the Enneagram. Um, and when you look at subtypes, social self-preservation and sexual, oftentimes for the eight, eight self-preservation, those are considered the introverts. But I see myself as social first, social with a very strong self-preservation lens. 
And lately, I think I've just been more self-preservation. I think over the past three years, the self-preservation me is just ballooning out. Now, is it possible that I've been self-preservation all along? I told you guys before that my heart coach, she thinks I'm self-preservation eight. All right, I'm not getting into that today. I don't really care today about that, but... um. That would make sense because I'm an introvert, but self-preservation eights are more like, like bulldozy, like no nonsense. I play around in that eightness with people. I tolerate more. I play more. I don't think I'm self-preservation first, but I will say over the past few years, the self-preservation part of me is stronger it's growing. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm learning still. But anyway. So I responded to two pieces of content um, because I have just been questioning how I'm showing up. And not really questioning how I'm showing up at work, which is interesting. I'm not really questioning my INTJ eightness at work. Not at all. But I've already told you guys that in my work is when I'm more extroverted. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I just paused because I went and did karaoke last night. So I was thinking about karaoke because that definitely people associate the seven as more playful. So I always think like, okay, I'm eight, seven when I'm in this playful, I'm doing karaoke. I'm, um, but, um, I, this lady that I'm telling you guys who delineated the eight and the one, I think she said, or either she said it or there's an article that I read that went and took the eight and compared it to each of the other numbers. I, t- I tweeted that one as well, you guys. I don't know the name of it. But everything I'm referencing, I'm doing a really good job at tweeting it out. So even if I don't always get my YouTube reflections uploaded, any article that I reference, they're being tweeted out. Or YouTube video or whatever. They're 90% of the time, they're being tweeted out right away. Uh, but she said that sevens are planners. They plan. Excuse me, I'm sorry, you guys said that resonates with me as an INTJ. I am a planner. Um, In my mature self, I don't have to plan everything because I trust my instinctual self more than I ever have. That's eight. That instinctual self is eight. But when I'm doing really tackling big projects, I don't rely on instinct. I'm very well studied and thought out. So it just depends on the level of the task and the domain of the task. If that domain, if um, that task is within work, I'm more instinctual because I've been in my career for almost 30 years. I know it. I can be more instinctual there. 
And in other places, not so much. I'm, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm in an unnecessary rabbit hole right now. But, um, anyway, I'm trying to get back. How do I get back? Let me just quickly tell you about the second content I responded to this morning on YouTube. There's a guy, I'm not going to get off in black guy, and he's talking about being an introverted eight. He's a wing nine. And he, there were a couple of things he said that were really, really good for me. He was very much unedited and unscripted, very reflective. So you're going to have to deal with that. Um, he, he belches a few times. I'm like, okay. He doesn't even say excuse me. At least when I belch, I try to say excuse me. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, um, but the one thing he said that I think is just brilliant, not all of the belching. I think he, I really think he did it about four or five times. But I think he said this one thing that I'm, I'm going to not forget. He talked about eights live with this burning fire inside of them always now what the lady talks about between the eight and a one she says that the eights live with that um anger right under the surface can access that anger anytime where the ones don't want to be angry and the ones suppress it and i when i was listening to this lady talking about the eight and one i was like that's not completely true for me I don't push that anger away, but I'm also not just easily just tapping into the eight, tapping into that anger. And this is what he says about it. The eight has like this burning fire. But how that eight responds to that ball of fire in your gut all the time, spinning and burning, depends on your introversion and your extroversion. This is what he said. And I like it. I have a variance to that. But let me give him some credit. Let me talk about his point. I like it. And when you're an introvert. Mm -mm, when you're an extrovert. You access. You you act, you attend to that fire. More you readily. And you, you access it more. You address it more. But when you're an introvert. You wait on it. You wait. And he said it's like a ticking time bomb. An extrovert. And when you're an introvert, that ticking time bomb is delayed. There are more ticks before it goes off. I was like, brilliant. Wonderful metaphor. Wonderful. An introverted eight has that burn, that time bomb. We do. We just have more ticks before it goes off. It is, honestly... Everything that that catches my attention as an eight, as it relates to being annoyed or angry or by it, doesn't doesn't need my attention. It really doesn't. So, but it's not just introversion and extroversion that will make me delay the the the, the bomb, if you will. It's also my thinking function. I'm a strategist, and I'm about effectiveness. It is not, I don't need to expel energy and anger. I don't have to do it. I literally don't have to do it. I sound like a type five right now. I do not have to give that energy. Just for the sake of releasing energy? No, baby. No. I don't have to do that. 
And when I do, it's going to be for a purpose. I want to, I'm going to use another metaphor, bullseye. When I shoot that dart, I want to make sure I hit the eye. Bullseye, baby. That's what I'm going after. And I'm calculating. When I release this energy, make it do what it's going to do. Make it do what it's going to do. And if it cannot do what it's going to do, just sit on it. You can wait. And I have learned to be rehearsed, practiced, and measured. That's not being a type 8. That's my occupational training coming in there. I work with a lot of times with high-needs communities. Sometimes they're volatile. I can't be a ticking time bomb within that space. So I've learned to be measured, steady. That's a skill and maturity, I think. So I think that he's right about, I love, love, love the burning fire thing and the ticking time bomb. And I think he's right about that introvert is just going to wait. There's just a delay. But I'm going to say, I'm going to offer more variance beyond introversion, extroversion. I think when you take intuition and sensing, because sensors are in the physical world more than intuitives are. So that's another thing that will impact the delay. Thinking and feeling. And judging and perceiving. I think all of that impacts how that ticker goes off to a bomb. I think the, I think so, but I love the metaphor and I like the variance and I don't think this lady does that. When she oversimplified the difference between an eight and a one and I was like, wait a minute, that's not enough. I need more lady. Although I love all her content, <laughs> but that was just like, wait a minute. So anyway, I responded to, um, I don't want to tell you anything more about the guy. Did he say anything else I want to say for now? Go check out that, my reflection. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything more about him unless it comes up naturally. Because I've already reported out my takeaways from those, those two pieces of content. One is a white woman and one is a black guy. And I think the woman is probably in her late 20s, 30s. Hell, maybe she's 40. I don't know. I don't care either. But this guy is younger. He's younger. I would say he's, I don't think he's late 20s. I don't think so. But anyway, I just wanted to give you that. All right. So that, those, those two pieces of content kind of, they, it was helping me process like why I was showing up with my family the way I was showing up. One thing is, was it going to be a good use of my energy? So let me give you an example of something that happened. In like the third or fourth appointment, I don't really know. It's all of that's a blur. But one family member, we were saying goodbye. The, the, the doctor's visit was over. We were all saying goodbye. We we're trying to decide we're going to get something to eat. That's just what we do. We're feeling bad. We're hungry. Let's eat food. Let's do... Let's do stress eating. That's a good idea. Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> so, so we're trying to decide, are we hugging because we need to hug? Are we saying, we're hugging because we're saying goodbye. Are we trying to make plans to go eat? All of this was happening 
It was about five of us. We're moving about, hugging and talking in individuals. So anyway, so I go to hug one family member. And I said, thank you for coming. She explodes. She goes off. Don't say that to me. Don't say that to me. You don't have, don't, you don't say thank you to come for coming. Like I wouldn't come. Of course I would come. This person is this to me. This person is like a second mother to me. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I was just was like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Really? Like I had so many different reactions in that moment. And I wanted my, my first reaction was like, don't start no shit right now. I'm not effing playing right now. That is really the first, that was the first feeling. And then I regulated myself. Out of respect to that individual, that individual is older. The person, the, the, the role that they are in my life, the familiar role requires reverence that all sounds like one is right type one i'm gonna be respectful but let's look at another possibility what difference is it gonna make if i would have because here's the here's the thing and this is something that i may have told you guys this before but in my late 30s nope in my mid 30s it was 15 years ago. So yeah, mid-30s. Good night. Can't believe it's been that long. In my mid-30s, I had a revelation about my family and me and my family. That when there is stress, yeah, we're going to go eat. Okay, that's one thing. But when there's stress, there is a need to release that stress and energy. The system is stressed. The system has to release the energy. And how is that system going to release that energy and that stress? By conflict. And because of the way systems theory work, the way the system works, rather, there are people in the system that play a certain role traditionally because they're in the system. So they play a particular role. Well, in my mid-30s, I started realizing that I had been chosen by the system to play a particular role. Now, the way I'm explaining this to you now, I did not have that sophistication. I did not have that understanding. At that time, what I said was, this is not about me. This conflict that I keep getting pulled into, this is not about me. And I'm getting ready to prove it. I had a theory I was like, let's test it. See, what I'm getting ready to do is I'm getting ready to remove myself from this environment. And I had a hunch. I had a hypothesis that once I removed myself from that environment, that system needing to release the energy by way of conflict was going to choose another player, another contender. And that's what happened repeatedly. So I got into the habit of removing myself. I would just slip away. I ain't doing that. I'm not going to get pulled up into that. That's not my, that's not my conflict. Mm -mm, You're not going to use me for that. There were a couple of other ways. 
I realized with an extended family, I was the one to confront. And I stopped. And we would be out and about. I was going to be the one to confront people. I was going to be the one to challenge. So you see the eight moving into what? Was I moving into a one? Because I was like, oh, I don't want to be good. Or was I'm using, was I'm as an eight calibrating my ticker? You ain't getting my energy like that. I'm not going to just give it off my energy because somebody does something stupid. No, 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 no. <laughs> Was that eight dropping into a five? I don't know what, I don't know how you want to slice it, but that's what I started doing in my thirties into my forties. So here I am almost 52. I'll be 52 in a few months. Y'all, when I started this project, I was 49. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I'll be 52 in a few months. And I'm very, very resolved that everybody's not getting my energy. Type 8 or not, you ain't getting it. No, uh-uh. And when I give it, I'm hitting, I'm going to hit, I'm going after the bullseye. And if I, I'm calculating, if I can't hit the bullseye, then to release that energy, then it's about feeling and not about effectiveness. I don't have to get that, release that energy to make myself feel good. You want to know what feels good? Hitting the damn bullseye, hitting the target. And if I calculate and I, that I can't hit it, you ain't getting that energy, baby. You're just not going to get it. So that's kind of what's been, that's where I'm at now in my life. So going back to this family member, when she gets, she starts exploding just because I said, thank you for coming. I mean, in a hug, I didn't like, you know, I wasn't face to face with her where she saw sarcasm on my face. Like, yeah, thank you for coming. <laughs> None of that. I literally was hugging her and I said, thank you for coming. No, I'm pretty sure if she heard this, she would be upset with me. I didn't mean it that way. I, I, I didn't mean for it to come out that way. No, I'm sure you didn't. But there's carnage. There's carnage when you act uncalculated. When you act uncontrolled or unmeasured or unregulated. I don't know if calculated is the best word. But when we act in an unregulated way, there's carnage. And if you don't care about that carnage, I'm okay. You like it. I love it. But I care because I'm the carnage. I'm going to care. But that's what's so beautiful about this thing that I've learned about systems theory, family systems theory. <sighs> that family has a, that system has a need and it's going to get its needs met. However, it needs to get its needs met. And if you're unconscious moving about in that system, you play the part that system chooses you to play a part. I'm sad right now, you guys. I'm excited by this theory, but I'm sad because only people who don't understand this theory are the people who study it. I'm sad that my family, I can never give them this theory. And you want to know what's infuriating? 
beyond sad is that when you have family members starting to get exposed to some of this because of their occupations, because of their in moving in jobs now that they have to be trained. And now they get that they're getting the theory and now they're coming back with the power that they have in the family system. And now they're explaining things that I've been trying to explain for 30 years. And because of the power they hold in the family, the other family members are like, really? And I'm like, I've been freaking trying to tell you all this. <laughs> and so my sister is like, we've been hearing you, but sometimes it just takes a different person to make it clear. Ugh, good grief. <sighs> so that's an example. I have no idea what point I was trying to make when I gave that illustration about how that family member went off. But it, I think what I was trying to say is how I just didn't respond. I didn't explode back because I'm like, why? Why not explode back? No, I did react. I, I, I've learned how to communicate without using my words. I learned how to intentionally use my body to communicate how ridiculous you are right now. I communicated that. I, I'm not going to tell you how I did it, but I did it. And that individual started lingering, never apologized, but you could see contrition. You could see a little remorse on her. She never apologized though, but she starts talking like I'm just stressed. I'm this, I'm going through, and this is all a lot for me. Never once thought to apologize to me and, and, and contacted me the next morning couple of times contrition but you're not going to apologize you're not going to acknowledge what you did it's harmful you're not going to do that you want me to just just go past just bypass it act like it's okay and I did and I did I didn't I didn't move into my work mode, and that's something I've realized recently. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the, the, the two collisions at work making me come to come to terms with something, but I realized. I think I said this recently to you all. Moving into unhealthy, unhealthy, like you can be an unhealthy eight. And I pride myself and say, I'm not unhealthy anymore. I've done all this work. Look how, look how evolved I am. I even had the audacity recently to tell you all, I'm at a higher eight. So you have the Enneagram will say those numbers and you have the higher self, moderate, average, and then toxic. I had the audacity to say to you all, I'm a higher, I'm at the higher level. So, oh, it's the totem episode. Totem living episode. That's where I'm talking about myself is higher living. I'm higher level. Get out of here. And maybe on most days I am functioning at a higher level. I have invested in being healthy and whole and being well. I've made financial commitment uh, investments and time investments into maturing. I have. But when stress comes... I can't tell you that I linger in the higher self. <laughs> That's funny. I do not linger in the higher version of me. <laughs> when stress comes, you better hope I don't drop down into that lower. That's probably growth. There it is. There's growth. Because I don't drop into that lower self as much. I'm really regulated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I know what that lower self looks like. And I know there are consequences to dropping into that lower self that I don't want to pay for. That's probably what it is. Calculate it. I don't want to pay the price for dropping into the lower self. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it for me. And maybe back in the, when I was 20, 30, it was worth it. I, it's not. So, but I can, in my higher self, when stressed, I can move into an unhealthy two or an unhealthy five. I've been, I knew I was going to come back and clean that episode up because I had the audacity to say, I'm at a higher eight. Shut the front door. <laughs> oh, gosh. I like to believe I am most days, but get out of here with that. I'm human. I'm human. I'm, I'm going to run the full range of that healthiness. So anyway, I just, but I'm mindful. I'm conscious. I'm purposeful. I'm reflective. I'm repentive. Is that the word? Repentive. I'm going to make it up if it's not. It is one now. So. I did not unhealthy to her. Which which is what I would have done in the past. Moved in to take care of her. I knew she was. She needed absolution. She needed to be absolved. In the past. Because of how I've been programmed in trauma. I would have moved, my eight would have gone into an unhealthy two and I would have taken care of her. But I am seeing that, I'm seeing that I have some work still to do there. So I see that work too. I just can't get into it right now. I guess I need to start thinking about how I'm closing. I haven't even, I don't even, I mean, I said I was going to talk about both collisions, right? I haven't even talked about the collision. Anyway. So that's an example of kind of what has happened that has made me question myself as a one or an eight. Another thing I do want to share that is really very painful, and I don't know if this is about being an eight or not. I don't know. But it is about being an introvert, I think. I'm not supposed, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to love on this person. I feel so helpless, y'all. This is about being an eight. It's, of course, it's about being an eight. And an INTJ. I'm wired to fix. I'm wired to do that. I am wired to fix. I'm wired to confront. I am wired to protect. I can't do that with this. I can't. I just can't. I mean, I literally can't. <laughs> I don't care how smart I am. I don't care how bold I am, how effective I am. I cannot fix this situation. And no, I do not have a God complex. I am very respectful and I have reverence for nature. It just sucks. So I am out of my element right now. This is good. This is good. Because last night, I went and did karaoke. 
I did karaoke lab. I attempted to do karaoke a week or so ago. I haven't been. How was it this weekend? And I'm just like sitting and I'm 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 sitting at the bar, literally like slumped over, bored. Like, like, not slumped over drunk, slumped over bored. Like, you know, you put your chin on your palm of your hand and your elbows on the tabletop, just like leaned over. I was like, just go home and go to bed. So last week I did that last week and then I did it last night. But yesterday felt better than I did last week. I felt better getting ready to go out. I put on eyeshadow. I'm not a big makeup person. I'm not a makeup. Like I put lipstick on, and when I'm feeling really cute, I might touch up my eyebrows. And I do not do eyebrows the way they do eyebrows. That's trendy right now. I don't have the time to do that. I could get. I have other things to do with my time. But yesterday I put on some eyeshadow. <laughs> I was feeling good. I'm back into trying to get my weight under control. You guys heard that I gained a lot of weight. I talked about that in an episode last season. So I'm back trying to do it again. And I'm almost at the 10-pound mark, the first 10 pounds. That's the hardest part for me And the, at the end when it slows down. But getting motivated to get started is the hardest part. So I'm almost at 10 pounds and... Had a couple of good conversations. I had a conversation with my assistant yesterday, who was really good. Would love to share that with you. So I felt pretty good yesterday. So as I was getting dressed, and I'm like, how are you doing this? How are you getting dressed and moving about your life with this thing that's happening? And you can't fix it. You can't. You can't. What is, what are you doing? And I, I've just been wrestling with that. What am I, what are, what am I supposed to do? See, when I was going through this with my dad, there was this anger there. There was this defiance. You're not going to control me because my dad was still trying to control me. You're not going to control me. So that defiance and that anger kind of was a buff, was a companion um, as we were dealing with his cancer, his stage four cancer. And by the way, this is another battle with cancer that we're dealing with. And it's the most aggressive form of cancer. It's not stage four, but it's one of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And it sucks. It just sucks. It just absolutely sucks. It is devastating. Devastating. And it's not a damn thing I can do about it. So what do I do? And then I can't even, if I wanted to go to a two to care on the person, I can't do that because all of these other people around from trauma and they're all acting out of their stress and their anger. And I don't want to do that. I'm like committed to self-care because what I'm, I'm, so I'm not doing adult beverages right now. And that's not healthy to do adult beverages as it relate to, as it relates to stress. Right? So I'm not, I don't even have that as an unhealthy vice. I don't want to 
revert to food right now. I've just, like I said, I just finally got into a rhythm dealing with my, from my father's loss. I just got to a place where I can be like, okay, let's look at our relationship with food. Cause you know, when INTJ gets stressed, we're going to grip out in that SE function and food it is. And I can, uh, I can grip with adult beverages too, but I grip with food more. <laughs> and so I just got into a place where I had the, the bucks, if you will. I'm replacing the F with a B, so I don't say that word, but, uh, I have the bucks, if you will, to care about my relationship to the food. I just got to that place a few weeks ago. And now this. So I have to be very careful, very regulated how I'm going to go into that very stressful space. So I'm not. Natural is horrible. I want to be there. I don't know how to be there. And because of all of the people around. And then I've got to say this one piece. And then I think I'm going to close here. And this is the piece that's going to probably reveal the nature of the relationship that I have with this person. If you figure it out, fine. I just, I'm not ready to say it. And you guys, if this is petty... It's okay. It's okay if you call me petty. I feel petty. So, it is what it is. I am not down as this person's emergency contact. That's stupid, isn't it? That's stupid to give that attention. But here's what's tricky about it. The rest of the world expects for me to be that person. And um, the fact that I'm not, the family, it's a, there's like a narrative. There's a story attached to it. I'm not the emergency contact, and we all know why. And, we're not, and I'm not because I'm the bad person. I'm the culprit in the family. Do you guys understand how difficult that is? I'm trying. I'm grieving. I'm grieving. I'm feeling helpless. I want to love on you. I've lost other people. Oh my God. I just like, I have a different relation, understanding of time. I want to have as much time as possible. I can't spend time with you because other people you have other people around who are caring on you. <clears throat> Excuse me, that care work is not something I do naturally. I don't do it well. So I feel incompetent and apt when it's time to do care in terms of the, the care, the way of, of expressing care that this one person wants me to. But I love you enough to try and fumble my way through it. And now there's the unspoken narrative. That I am not this person's person. But I'm going to have the duties of this person's person. 
driving, taking care of this person. I know that that is that's still going to be expected of me. <clears throat> but anything around intimacy and trust and care, I'm stripped from that. That's irony. That's confusing. I'm going to do it all the same. I'm not going to even bat an eye every doctor's appointment. I'm driving you. I'm driving this person every doctor's appointment. There's an appointment. There's an appointment on Monday. This person started chemo on Monday. And so yesterday I was talking to her. And I was like, hey, I got to, what time? Because I got to cancel my meetings. I want to, and, um, excuse me, this person was like, <clears throat> I'm coughing and crying at the same time, so I'm all right. <laughs> so the person was like, oh, don't worry about it. So-and-so is going to be here to do it. This person that came from out of town, this coming from out of town. Uh, this other person is going to, and if you understood the the family dynamic, the family structure, I'm technically supposed to be that, the, like, anyway. And maybe this is something in my head that I got to get over. So, well, the person A said, well, so-and-so is going to be here. You don't need to be. Only one person can be in, in the room. So you don't, so you don't have to be. So you know what I said? As the dutiful person that I am, dutiful, type one, do you hear that? Because I'm going to do that. I'm going to play that part. Trauma or no trauma, I'm playing that part. Yep, I'm going to do it. I wouldn't do that with my dad, but I'm doing it here. <clears throat> so you know what I said to that person? When I, when person A said, hey, you don't need to come. So-and-so is going to be in the room. If they don't, there can only be one person. You know what I said? It's kind of pathetic. I'm just going to confess to you all. You know what I said? That's okay. I'll be in the lobby. It's a five-hour treatment. I said, I'll be in the lobby. I'll be out there. And then maybe that person will come out and I can go in. I'm going. And then person A said, well, so-and-so is also coming. I said, okay. I'll still slip, I'll slip in and I'll just be in the, I'll be in the lobby. And I'm going to be in the lobby for five hours. I may not ever be able to go up in the back room, but I'm going to be out there. I'm going to do that. <clears throat> and maybe I don't have to do that for all of them. But for this first chemo treatment, I'm going to do that. So I'm managing that on my own. And there's, and there's no one I can talk to about it. No, everyone in the family, they're like, we got bigger fish to fry. They're not going to contend with this. This is petty. This is small. They're not going to contend with this. They're not going to contend with it. So, <clears throat> I also have a confession to tell you all. And maybe you'll understand it and maybe you'll judge me, but I welcome the judgment. Send me a message. If you want to, if, if I need to be chastised, send me a message. You're at nidom.wordpress.com. <laughs> um, you guys hear me talk often. 
in my 40s, I had to let people go. I had to let old friends go. I love them, but I had to move on. All of that, you've heard me say it many times. You know, you know what I'm about to say. I contacted a good portion of them. I contacted four of them. Four of the people that I had let go at different times. Two of the people I had just let go this past 2022. They were the last people that I had to let go. Uh, <clears throat> called them. I texted them. I didn't call. And one person from 10 years ago. Another one, I told you about her. Her brother just passed, and I'd been checking in with her. But other than that, she and I don't talk anymore. So most of these people know person A. Through me, but they they know her. So I mean, part of that is I, I feel like that is an obligation, type one obligation. Do you hear that word? <clears throat> That's an obligation. I have just that feels like the right thing to do. And uh, so, yeah, I don't regret it. I, it also speaks to me in terms of I've I felt this way over Christmas, like. I'm not having a relationship with you, but I still want what's best for you. I still appreciate who you were in my life. I'm just no longer going to walk side by side with you in the way that we were doing when we were younger. And if I thought for a second that those people would walk side by side in a healthier way, yeah, I don't hate those individuals. So, one, I did text over Christmas and um, said, Merry Christmas. I love you. Which was perfect for me. The individual texted back and said, I love you too. Merry Christmas. And I was fine with that. I know that there are no, there's no hard feelings. I think a lot of that is influenced by the, the death of the family, the death that my family has experienced. So it makes you look at life differently. It makes you look at relationships differently. It makes you uh, not just your own mortality, but your own right and wrong, your own compass. And when that compass gets in the way of living, then it's a different, and you got to evaluate, reevaluate that compass. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry about that. So, so I, I have, it was, and it was also good because I needed to tell somebody, now out of the four people, they've all, they all responded in their own unique ways. So that's been kind of fun to watch. It's a, I shouldn't say fun, but that's been intriguing. And the one that I have not spoken to the most and the one that has had the most conflict attached to it. She has been like, let me know if you want to get together. Let me know if I can do something for you. And I think that's always been at the heart of our relationship. Even when we didn't talk, there's a true sisterhood there. No matter what, that breakup, that friendship breakup hurt her just as much as it hurt me. I know that. I don't know. We're very... I don't know if she's able to walk with me the way that I want to walk. How I'm walking in my life now, I don't. But I know that 
she loves me. I love her. And so, and this is kind of what I wanted when I broke that friendship off. I wasn't trying to break the friendship off. I was just trying to resituate us. She didn't want that re repurposing. She wanted things the way they were. And I couldn't do it that way. So it ended up being a cutting off. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that's another story. But So I guess that's it. That, um, I'm, you know, I'm asking like these questions. Like, who am I? Who do I want to be? You know, my identity is tied to problem solving, fixing. And even when I can't do that, then I will try my damnedest to do care work. Even if I'm clumsy with it. And I can't even do that. So there's, I'm just going about my life as though it's normal. It's not normal. I check in with that individual twice a day. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. And I want to do so much more. I wrote her a poem. It was good. And uh, that was in the beginning. And I, that poem, basically, I'm like, I want to have intimacy with you. Not intimacy as in sex, y'all. found this article. I meant to tell you this. I found an article that talks about four types of intimacy. I tweeted that as well. I think I tweeted that one. I need to double check. Physical intimacy. Emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, and spiritual intimacy. Oh my gosh, this is INTJ. That is so awesome to hear. The intellectual intimacy. People don't understand that that's a thing. <clears throat> and I think this is where I struggle in my intimate relationships because I need to have inter intellectual intimacy. And because intimacy is usually situated in sex or physical touch, and uh, what else is there? The emotional. That it's like, it's an odd thing that I'm asking for. You don't even get it. But there, it was awesome to read that article say, intellectual intimacy. To share your deepest ideas, thoughts, wonderings, knowings. Even when they don't align with the outside world, to share that and have it respected and affirmed. My God, that's good. So, you guys, I don't really know what I'm a negative reflection because I didn't really talk to you about the collision. I will say this, though. It is really making me question, like, my identity. Not, not my identity, but... It's making me clearer. It's, clarif it's clarifying my identity as a fixer. Somebody at work, we were talking about, like, what kind of job do I need to go on? Because I need to start job searching because there's some drama. Not drama, but there's some politics happening with the job. And I thought I was going to be covered. And I, there's a, it's down to a 40% chance that I'll be covered. Maybe 30 <clears throat> so I had to update my resume this week and all of that I learned about who I am in terms of relate leadership and power and all of that. Now I have to, I'm like, damn it. Another new job. <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. Just tired, but it is what it is. 
Gotta have my big bundle of toilet paper. If you're new, I'm sorry, I can't even explain it. There's a story to that. Uh, but this has been a clarifier. Both of the collisions clarifying who I am. Who am I? Who do I want to be? How do other people see me? So, there's that. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't know. All of a sudden, I got to get going. I got this cough that's coming through. But that collision, having that conflict in both worlds or that growing points in both, those growing points in both worlds, when they come together, they make you confront some they make you confront the self. And one thing that's coming from that collision is, what the hell are you doing with your time? What am I doing with my time? Time is so short. It's going so fast. I One of the conversations I had with my assistant yesterday is about the creative side of me. Like, I think creativity, I usually do intellectual creativity, but... I'm interested in some creativity in the lower half of my stack through the F-I-S-E. But because it's in the lower half of my stack, I'm not prioritizing it. And time is just passing me by. And I that's a that's a want. Now, this, my assistant is an INTJ. And she says she spends all of her time planning her life. I spend a lot of my time planning big things, not day-to-day living. I'm not, I mean, it... Day-to-day living requires you to plan, but it doesn't re- but not all of it. So, but I also think she has, as an INTJ, she has a nice social life. She's built a nice world for herself. So, it's hard for me to give that kind of energy to planning for social. I'll do it a little bit. I'm not gonna do all. I'm not gonna spend all my time planning that. Not at all. But as a result, this thing that I want to do is like passing me by. And one of the things I want to do is I want to sing. <laughs> I want to sing for people. I want to tell stories, and I want to encourage people through song. Now this is just play because I do. I encourage people through my writings and all of that. All of that's fine. My writings, my, my other podcasts, all of that. That's not in question. But to do it through dance and song, because I did it as dance when I was a kid, I want to get back to that through the arts, the creative arts, dancing and singing. And time has just passed me by. And that's what this collision is making me confront. This idea of building community, I was all fired up at the end of the year. That totem reflection was so good. I just listened to it the other other day. So good for me. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing to achieve those goals? See, those goals, that goal, totem living is about the S, the F-I-S-E. I'm not prioritizing that, but it's something I want. So what's going to happen at the end of the year? And I'm I'm kind of confronting that, like, 
I just got to confront it. I don't know. But it, that's what this collision is doing. It's making me confront my eightness, my, my, how I've responded to trauma, how I am playing, how I'm being creative, how I'm building relationships or not. And so there's that. That's what, that's what's coming out of the collision. I have to talk about the work stuff at, at another time. I'm always talking about work, so. You guys, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. Sorry, my energy is so low, but it is what it is. If this conversation about introversion, extroversion, type 8, INTJ, is planning, trauma, family systems theory, um, healthy, unhealthy care work, Role confusion. I didn't say role confusion, but that's what it is. Identity. If any of this relates to a conversation you've had in the world, please take this link and share it with those participants. If my moving about in this reflection has caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear it. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. On Twitter, yournidom1. There's content there. Go check it out. I can tell that people take are on my Twitter account because it shows views but it, even if I don't get any likes I can see I don't think Twitter always did that but that's cool you can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at your NIDOM and I did have those two videos that are coming up one that relates to the eight and one difference and the other one that relates to the introverted eight dude <laughs> Let me give you your assignment. So let me play with this because I don't have the right wording when I, I hit the pause button as I usually as I usually do. And I'm like, ah. What at first came to me was, what are you not that you profess? What are you not that you profess? In other words, what do you say that you are that you're not? And I was like, I don't know if I really want to focus on that. Then the next question that came is, came to me is, what's getting in the way? If you are not that which you profess, what's getting in the way? I think I talked about a number of things that are important to me that are getting in the way. Family trauma, family roles, systems, roles within systems. Lack of skill, capacity, yeah, for me, and I'm not sure when I'm, I would love to end this reflection saying, I know what I'm going to do about it. I don't know what I'm going to do about it, y'all, but if you're new and you see <laughs> If you're new to me, you're probably like, good Lord, how does anybody listen to her? She's so down. I am. But, you know, that's one of the reasons why I haven't come to hit the record button. It's been two two weeks because I'm like, I don't want to give you this. Who wants this? Who wants this energy? But I did not expect season six to be this way. I'm so proud of how I've been able to. I'm finding a rhythm. I'm even finding a rhythm with YouTube now. And all of this is coming together for this long-range vision of what I'd like to do when I come out 
as year in Idam in my primary world. There's going to be a day where I will bring this identity year in Idam to my primary world. I got some ideas for that. That's in the future, though. I'm building and learning along the way until I get there, though, okay? You guys are part of that journey, so thank you for coming back. You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Until I come back, be well. Bye.